Yes! Two kings have come back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. The mega coaches are united. We are back and we have a brand new season. You ready for this season? You ready for the next season? Yeah, yeah. Show. I think this is the first time going to Hawaii, going to the islands. Hope you liked it. Nakata, get, get my face, man. So you're the rainmaker, and I know, I know, it's the rainy season, right? It's the rainy season in Japan. But it can't rain all the time. So I, Robbie Eagles, will be the next challenger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Now that all the vultures are gone, you're left with this bird of prey to face. And champion, you will surrender to the sniper. Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Robbie fucking Eagles, Santa Tanahashi, and uh, I know this is the second time we've recorded this, Mr. Andy, but I'm going to shit on him a second time, the UFC, uh, they're not allowed, <laughs> and it's because I don't follow the UFC, I don't like it, I don't follow anything related to it on you on the tweety except one thing wrestlers all the wrestlers talk about it so i have to put up with it in my feed for like a, a day or two and i'm just like i don't care like uh, it's just annoying me standy but anyway yes it's the never open podcast we swear a lot just be aware of that and I am your host luke and with me as always is mr andy say hello mr andy hello mr andy hello luke again and uh you know thanks folks for waiting a few days we had some uh, technical difficulties and um i have something yeah. r- real important to cover i know we joke around a lot about on the show and you know and and uh we we talk about stuff and we we make the jokes and stuff but i have something real important that i need to discuss something i need to come clean about uh here on the show and that is that oh, yeah. I, I, i'm feeling an emotion today as i should and that emotion is um shame Shame. Shame. Yes, it's shame, everyone. Because last week, um, on our episode, I made mention of a certain young man uh, by the name of Tiger Mask, and I said that Misawa was Tiger Mask 1, and I was wrong! So, you know, because I'm wrong, I feel... Shame. And, uh, you know, I also forgot to mention that Carl Anderson is from Cincinnati, uh, and so for that, I feel... Shame. So I just wanted to let everybody know. Oh, and there's a third thing, too, because I kind of fucked up the recording this week and we have to do it again. I also feel shame. So just want to let everybody know um, that I am feeling shame. I've hung my head uh, all week and uh, I only looked up so I didn't like, you know, run into someone. And if I did, I would have felt, uh, you know, maybe a certain emotion, you know. uh, Shame. Yep. Yep. I just want to say, though, as soon as we finished recording, before you even uploaded that episode, you said to me straight away, you typed me, you're like, yeah, I fucked Tiger Mask up. I, I, I messed that up. And you did. And then people got in contact with us and said, you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> in typical wrestling fashion. So, yes, we're going to cover the summer struggle shows that uh, <clears throat> happened on the weekend. It's nearly the weekend again for me. It's uh, oh, 
And before we get any further, he doesn't listen to this show, but uh, it's my dad's birthday, so oh. happy birthday to him. Awesome. Happy birthday, Dad. Yes. It's the, the dad. I can't of... see him today because we're in lockdown again. Oh, so. God damn it. Yay. We all went out for dinner last night, so that, that was like, that was good. But yeah, we're in lockdown today. Number five, everyone. Number five. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I mean, we, we just had the one, and then we were like, ah, this is no good. You know, we need to we need to fucking you know, I mean people gotta buy stuff and people gotta go to the store and people gotta infect each other. So I mean that's more important than not dying apparently. Yeah. And you know, because dead dead people can't sell stuff and they can't buy stuff they, either. They cannot. They, yeah. Well, I mean they you know, depending on who you ask, they may still be able to vote. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, yeah, we're going to cover those two shows. We've got some extra stuff that we probably would have covered in the next episode that we're probably just going to cover tonight, and that is uh, a bit of AEW action because there was a United States title match, and even Mr. Andy has seen it by now. Uh, Seen poor uh, Muxley nearly get dropped on his fucking head. Even Mr. Andy's seen it. What'd you you don't watch AEW. I, think I know. That's established. What'd you think of that match? I, I, I have a lot. I'm, in, I'm interested to hear what you think. Now, when, when did this dropping on the head thing happen? Because I did not detect that, but I did detect some other all things. Right. It didn't like. It just seemed like to me like all right. So in the match, there's a point where Carl Anderson has scooped up Moxley for a pile driver. And he kind of stumbles around a bit and then puts the pile driver on. Now, I don't know if that's a thing. He was just kind of selling that he was fucked up a bit or whatever. Or he was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to fall over. I better put a pile driver on now. Boom. But, uh, yeah, I did. That did look a little strange to me. But, uh, you know, that's fine. That was like the Uh, Rikishi driver, which is like one of my favorite um, fucking pile drivers. And you're right. He stumbled a little. I think he still made it safe. But... I detected a little chippiness in that match. I don't know if you saw this. Um, you know, there it's a brawl, and it's also there's like no selling in this match. It's like a hundred miles an hour. You know, uh, so yeah. much so that it almost feels like. And, and this is what I found with AEW. It feels like it's on like one point five speed. That's what the show seems like to me at all, all times. And so, you know, there's no selling whatsoever. And they go to the outside and brawl. And fucking Moxley's just potatoing Carl Anderson. <laughs> and maybe he's getting him back for something else to happen in the match, but he's potatoing him. And you see Carl Anderson, like, instead of selling punches, he just puts his arm up, like, please stop hitting me. <laughs> and then... Well, they've, they've had dealings in on AEW in the past and stuff. Uh, this is Carl Anderson's, oh, by the way, first singles match in AEW. So... That was kind of cool. I thought it was solid. It was it was fine. It didn't set my world on fire, but I didn't hate it. I liked the Nagata match better. But uh, I'd say like that wasn't the best match on the show. Uh, it was probably the match that took place next. It was uh, Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks, which I thought was fucking insane. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was good. It was solid. I knew... I knew Anderson wasn't going to win because resurgence is coming up and we all want to see a fucking Moxley United States title match. However, I don't know if you saw this when you watched the AEW match, but they did announce that next week on uh, Dynamite, it'll be 
Lance Archer versus John Moxley 2. Okay. For the United States title. And just like their last appearance together, it will be a Texas death match. However, this time it will actually take place uh, in Texas, I think. All right. Well, just to finish my thought, what I was saying before is that after the potato action on the outside, then Carl Anderson hits a drop kick that knocks Moxley out of the ring and fucking just drills him. I mean, just absolutely drills Mm -hmm. him. And I think that's why Moxley's bleeding at the end of the match. Anyway. Um, what do you think about this, Luke? Um, I am not a fan, and I, I just, like, I, I just heard it was announced that, um, oh, Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan is now a no-DQ match, and then this, you know, this upcoming match, I know that they have a history of the Texas Death Match, you know, they've had that once before, so now they're going to do it in AEW, whatever. What do you think about these, like, matches that maybe they need to keep both guys really strong and so all of a sudden it's a no dq like i fucking hate it i feel like it's uh it's like an easy way out you know like i much prefer how new japan does stuff where like i mean yes sometimes they have no dq matches and this year they've been a little crazy with that stuff but most of the time that's just something that can happen in a match it just can happen well, uh, you know i'd say for aw's for, for in, in in the case of AEW, I don't watch Impact, so that that Sammy Callahan is a Impact title match. Uh, they don't really even mention Impact that much anymore on AEW good. ever. Yeah, good. <laughs> but uh, I can't remember a DQ in AEW. Like I know they've got shenanigans all that stuff, but every match has a winner, so. I don't know that that kind of means something to me. Then I, I quite like that that they they've very rarely done matches where they've had to change the finish or anything like. like there was a match with Kenny, uh, uh, no, not Kenny, uh, with Park and what's his name, Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy I think got knocked out for was dazed for a little bit. He was fine, but rather than do the time limit draw they were supposed to, they had Kenny run out and hit them both with the title to set up the. Uh, triple threat match so i don't know they do things like that <clears throat> i don't mind like in terms of archer and moxley because they've got that history and the thing is though they want to keep archer strong but there's something about lance archer that they've not done yet and i kind of wish they would bloody well finally do it and that's pull the trigger on him yeah he is intimidating he's awesome He's well-liked by the fan base, as far as I'm aware. But he every time he gets one of these big matches, he loses. And uh, I'm getting a bit tired of that. I'm, re- I'm ready for them to go, all right, Archer wins. We'll pull the trigger. But I don't think he's going to win next week either. Because I think, uh, because he's an AEW guy, and, you know, they probably want to want him to fight a New Japan guy at right, Resurgence. Yeah. Well, you know. So, yeah. I just, you know, I I find it cheap and I find it kind of uncreative. And it's like you've painted yourself into a corner where you've got these two strong people that need to stay strong. Well, one of them's got to lose. And if they lose clean, then that's good for one guy. And it can't also – it doesn't necessarily need to be bad for the other guy if you do the match right. And I just feel like it's kind of lame. Now, one more one more thing about I feel the. Like they do the match was right. Like if you just look like uh, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. Omega won that title match. Like he's still the champion, but Jungle Boy looked like a million bucks. There you go. See, 
And they, you know, they didn't have to do some like, oh, now it's a Texas death match or whatever. And um, one more thing I did want to mention, too, about the uh, the Anderson versus Moxley match is that at the beginning of the match, um, I also had forgotten how awful it is to have announcers that are just plugging shit constantly the whole time you're watching a show. And uh, the announcers made a big stink about how this is New Japan rules. And the first time somebody gets knocked to the outside, the ref's like, one, two. And I'm like, motherfucker, who didn't tell the ref? <laughs> they, so the ref did not do a fast 20 yeah. count. He did a slow 10. It's supposed to be one, yeah. two. So, um, that was, I, I just, I don't know, man, I watching that, um, the crowd was awesome. It was really cool to see Moxley come out in the crowd with, uh, you know, with, um, his guy, the guy I love that I told you all about what's his name, Eddie Kingston. And, uh, you know, but it just seems like it's on fast forward to me and it made me realize I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch this. (laughs) You're just looking for excuses not to watch Dynamite. Get out of here. <laughs> I hate everybody. <laughs> You're the one who says the nickname yeah. Grumpy, but I'm the one who's grumpy about wrestling. So. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I guess my na- nickname is a little old, but I don't know. There'll be times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, just have a look at that Black Widow movie that everyone seems to like. I thought it was kind of stanky, but. I haven't seen never it mind. yet. You know, I need to see it so I can move on with my life. Yeah, you can. You can fully move on after you've seen it. Uh, actually, don't, don't bother, man. Watch uh, watch another movie that I watched instead. Uh, you've probably seen it. Mystery Men. Oh, from, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did a review of that, and uh, I liked it a lot better. I was surprised it was a flop. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, everyone. There is some news uh, that everyone probably knows already by now, but uh, we'll cover that after the two shows that we're going to cover because uh they're they're it's all related it's all like the card for for uh wrestle grand slam in the tokyo dome where uh, uh new japan will be allowed to have fans and uh, anyone going to the olympics can go fuck themselves so uh... <laughs> that's so funny well are we going to talk about the other big news or are we going to have to you know feel shame that, that we didn't talk about it yes all right, so last time we recorded this, we get about an hour into the episode, and then uh, Mr. Andy's like, hey, uh, uh, we forgot to talk about the motherfucking G1. <laughs> and then we just played the shame voice clip for like 20 minutes. No. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, the G1 was announced. It'll take place uh, you know, late August due to uh, mid-September, that kind of stuff, or mid-August to mid-September, which makes me hope that there will be a show on August the 27th because that will be my birthday and uh, that would be really nice to watch some G1 action on my birthday because I won't be doing much else this this year because it'll be another corona birthday for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Last year, like, dude, I I turned 40 uh, like a during this shit (laughs) want to talk about the most depressing birthday of all time turning 40 alone by yourself with no one to talk to because if you talk to him in person you might kill them or something (laughs) yeah oh my god what a joke but you know what's not a joke is um 
New Japan Strong, you know, we got that to talk about a little bit too, right? Yes, we do. And we usually get that from uh, a Mr. Ian, and he sends them to us via email. So if you ever want to send us a voicey email or a word-typed email, you can. Neveropenpod at gmail.com. Man, that's the third time in a row I've remembered. Technically the fourth time in a row because we've already done this episode. I know. eh, Yes. And uh, you can also interact with us on the Tweety or to send us messages on the Tweety instead of email. It's fine. We don't give a fuck. And you can do that. Uh, we're at Never Open Pod collectively. And then uh, if you want to talk to either one of us, because you play favorites or some weird shit like that. Yeah, uh, do it. Play favorites. Who's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do that. I'm at Grumpy2EB. And Mr. Andy is at Drucifer Tweets. So, yes. Those are ways you can get in contact with us. And we did get one from uh, Mr. Ian. Yeah, earlier and, I uh, said uh, I said that New Japan Strong wasn't a joke. I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong review. This episode officially kicked off the road to tag team turbulence. And it must be a pretty turbulent road because this show featured no tag teams, and only one <laughs> competitor in the upcoming tournament. Luckily, we had some fun stops along the road. First stop was a singles match where the DKC faced Barrett Brown. Did you ever read a comic or watch a movie or TV show where a character meets their double from another universe where a decision was made in their past that made them go down very different paths? This match was like watching two versions of the same wrestler, except one of them got really into yoga, and the other one got really into meth. <laughs> There's some pretty decent wrestling in this match, especially some of the ground game near the start. Brown is actually starting to emote in the ring, and is pushing the ring style of a sadistic grappler, which, as character traits go, is a big step up from whiny little guy, which is where he started. <laughs> Despite a bit of a flat ending, this was a perfectly acceptable match, but nothing more than that. Following this, we have the start of Alex Coughlin's Challenge series, which is a nice mirror of the main New Japan shows. On Kizuna Road, we got to see Tsuji and Umara face Suzuki, Taichi, Tanahashi, Okada, Ibushi, Shingo, and Zack Sabre Jr. Here we get to see Alex Coughlin face PJ Black. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun. Black is a very decent wrestler and gives Coughlin a good match here, where Coughlin can show off a bunch of his stuff. It's not Black's fault that wrestlers like Angelico and Matt Seidel are currently doing his stuff much better than he does it himself. This was yeah. a pretty good match, and I'm looking forward to seeing who Coughlin faces next and really hoping it's not Kratos. <laughs> In our main event, we have Rocky Romero versus Josh Alexander. As I've mentioned before, be I really like Alexander's style. It's both compatible with and different from anyone else in New Japan USA, which makes him watchable and makes this match a really good war between Alexander's grounded brutality and Romero's graceful junior heavyweight style. Alexander keeps him locked down for the most part, but every now and then Romero dances out of it and asserts himself. At one point in commentary, Kozlov refers to Rocky as a 44-year pro, Wow, and I oh thought Takeshi God. Segura in Noah looked good for his age. Alexander wins and looks dominant. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Tom Lawler face off someday. 
it was kind of Satoshi Kojima to show Rocky where to find the wormhole that links Los Angeles and Sapporo so he could make it to the Summer Struggle show several hours later. <laughs> Just pros helping pros, I guess. <laughs> all in all, this wasn't an essential episode. There were a couple of returns that were nice, and I like the idea of the challenge series, but the tournament is where my interest lies, so I hope the road to it is pretty short. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it strong. Okay. By the way, yes. Rocky Rocky Romero is 38 years of age. Yeah, I don't know where... That must be some inside joke. Thanks for, you know, for between him and Rocky, Kozlov must have said. I, I fucking hate that shit, by the way, when announcers are doing inside jokes. Fuck off with that shit. I don't like it. But I guess he is a heel, so he's allowed to do that. Now, Luke, I have the tournament bracket pulled up here for New Japan Strong. All right. And um, I, I want to tell you, remember how we were like, man, they must have taped a lot of shows, but we didn't have any idea how many shows that they taped. And so as I go down this card or this, uh, you know, uh, bracket with you real quick, you're going to be like, are you kidding me? And I'm going to leave the <laughs> uh, the team that, um, that gives that all away till the end. So we have um, the team of J.R. Kratos. And Danny Lyman, who are supposedly Yay. part of Team Filthy, uh, versus Brody King and uh, Chris Dickinson's, which is Violence Unlimited. Um, we have. Oh, yes. I saw Brody King in a movie. Okay. Uh, no, I did not. I saw him in a TV show. Okay. Uh, there's a sketch comedy show. On Netflix, it's called I Think You Should Leave. Oh, I love and that. At one I, just, point, I haven't watched the new episodes yet. Yeah, so I won't spoil what happens, but there is a short segment that has a wrestler just going off on a promo, and it's Brody King. No and shit. I was, yeah, I thought that was fucking awesome. So, yeah, sorry, I just had to say that. That's good. Okay, I like I that. So, because um, I like Brody King, I just don't like their name because it's too much like Violence is Forever for me. But, um, or violence our, by design, which right, is, no, yeah, it's just, impact. it's too much. Um, so then the, the next, uh, part is we have Kevin Knight and the DKC, uh, and they're going to face Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs, who are guys, um, well, they're losing the West coast wrecking crew. So they're an actual tag team, but they're not. Yeah. Kevin Knight's a young lion, right? So anyway, um, then we have, uh, the good brothers, uh, they're going to face Clark Connors and TJP, so good brothers winning. Yeah. And who will the good brothers face? Will they face the team of Fred Yehi, uh and Wheeler Yuta or the team of Ren Narita and Yuji Nakata? <laughs> uh, I think the good brothers are winning this. <laughs> How long ago did they th – I mean, they taped this months ago. Oh, my God. So, wow. Like, I bet you – I bet you that um, fucking um, Switchblade and whoever else is in, in, in California right now is going to be on the next six months of fucking strong episodes. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone might be thinking, well, Switchblade's going to be on strong every week. Dude, I'm not watching strong every week till they are at crowds. And uh, so I'm going to look, I wouldn't even watch it when Mr. Bread was on <laughs> wrestling J.R. Kratos and shit. So, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll check it out from Resurgence onwards with They've Got Crowds, but it, it's taped in a vacuum, and it, yeah. 
Now, Ian, yeah, yeah. Ian is much, he is the Jesus Christ of the show because he is bearing the cross that we are not willing to bear. So, so we appreciate that. Um, but Luke, you had an observation about Ian's reviews that I found pretty interesting. Do you remember? Yeah. They're, they're very, they're very well written. They're very well done. So I'm not, I'm not going to, in case everyone's thinking like, so you're going to grumple your shit all over Ian's reviews? No, but I don't see any swear words in, on this at all. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's trying to be way too classy. <laughs> I need at least uh, one shit and maybe a couple of asses. And <laughs> I'm, I'm totally joking, of course. But, uh, yes, a couple of swear words. I do, I do remember last time we recorded this, we hung a bit of shit on PJ Black as well. And uh, deservedly so. Yeah, like, he's a good wrestler, but as Ian said, there are people that do what he does better, and they're younger and all this other kind of stuff too, so, yeah, yeah remember, it doesn't help that he's got that booger hair. Once he got, he got horribly injured in a, like, stunt attempt type of thing. Do you know what happened to him? Do you remember this? No, I do remember there was some kind of stunt. He's that dare wolf. <laughs> he is the dare wolf. So he likes to jump out of planes, and he um, broke both of his ankles jumping out of a plane. And, like, his, I don't know if he just landed wrong or something like that with his parachute, but he just broke both of his ankles and, like, shattered his feet. And uh, he's lucky to be wrestling again. So, I mean, good for him, but it's like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a dare wolf. No, me neither. And uh, we never will be. <laughs> oh, <woo. laughs> so, yes. Uh, how, let, let's just... Are we up to summer struggle? We are, we are, man. We're in Sapporo. All right. Hell yeah, we're Sapporo. In, but it said Hokkaido. So it's at the summer Hokkaido arena. I don't know. Who cares? But we're in Sapporo. Summer struggle. We're there for both nights, and they both open the same way, which is always delightful. But it always, like, every time I see him, this is Hiromi, by the way, Hiromi Takahashi. Every time he comes out, I'm like, sweet, he's back. Oh, no, he's running through the card. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is good stuff. <laughs> and now he's going to go on commentary. This is good. But, oh, my God, he'll, he'll, we miss you. But I don't know. Dude, I can't remember the last time a New Japan pro wrestler got injured and they've kind of kept him around uh, this much. Usually when a New Japan pro wrestler gets injured, like, he's vanished. Like, bye. You won't see... You might see him pop up again going, hey, I'm doing all right, but, you know, bye again. Instead, like, almost every week, we're seeing some Hiromu Takahashi. So... They want you to remember him. They really do. And that's awesome because he's probably their most over junior. No offense to all the other juniors, but he, he is. He's a huge so, uh, star. So I like yeah. that. And one, and yeah. the, the preceding logic in pro wrestling is, in, and I don't agree with this. I've never agreed with it. And, and you, we've talked about this before, how what AEW was able to do with Britt Baker while she was injured um, is like a wrestler doesn't have zero value when they, when they're injured. However, the, the idea behind, you know, the, the whole thing where they're like, well, let's get them off TV and, and have them disappear 
is kind of, you know, I'm not a Jim Cornette fan, but one of his quotes is fantastic. It's the, you know, you can't come back unless you go away. You know what I mean? So, like, the the money's in the comeback, they always say, you know, with this kind of thing with an injury. However, with Hiromu, he can sell merch and he can, you know, delight a crowd just by being there. He is probably the most over-wrestler, period. I mean, like, he is – because, I mean, age group-wise, he's got to be over with everybody. And, um – I love him, and I'm so glad he's here. He had me thinking that he was going to challenge for the, uh, you know, junior championship, uh, but that was not to be. Yeah, so uh, he comes down, runs through the the card. He'll also take some fun photos on for the for tweet for the the Twitter as he does it. So yeah, they want you to remember him. They want they want him to be at the forefront, and I guess they want that. Event, you know, they'll put him up there enough times that eventually he'll actually do something and the crowd will go nuts. So, yeah, we're still we're still waiting, but I like that they're they're smart enough to be like uh, he's really over and we kind of we kind of need him. So they're still finding things for him to do. It's good. <clears throat> All right. So there was also some changes to these two cards, and uh, those two changes happened because Mr. Kota Ibushi got vaccinated. And he had a reaction to the vaccine. Uh, he's fine, apparently. He's he's going to be fine. He'll be he'll be ready for the 25th of July for his uh, Wrestle Grand Slam match. But he wasn't on these two shows, so uh, we were supposed to get a tag match here. It would have been uh, Ibushi and Master Wato versus I think both Yuya Uramura and uh, Yoda Suji. But instead, we get uh, Master Wato versus Yuya Uramura instead. So it's really solid stuff as well. Like, and but the commentators kind of pointed out here, and it's interesting. Like, Yuya Uramura is 26 and a young lion, and Master Wato is a star back from his excursion, and he's 24. <laughs> so there's a nice little story there. There's this wonderful German suplex on Wato by Yuya. In fact, uh, until near the end, I'd say Yuya kind of dominated this match as well. So. Uh, then there's that side slam thing and an RPP. Yeah, Watto was kind of returning to form here as far as, like, getting a big win. This, I mean, it felt like a big win for him, which is very sad. And it also felt very sad for Yuya after the match because he can't even beat Watto. Yeah, well, and I'm not even worried about Watto and his progress. He's 24. Like, there's nothing but upside here. He's just going to get better he'll find himself i think he's gotten better since his debut and just just how he's been i, I heard pushed, that I he's gonna be tiger mask one that's what i heard no no shame dude shame shame he's tiger mask what five <laughs> is it five i'm so confused because of the w the w is thrown a wrench into the whole thing so he should be you know like i said uh you know before i think is that i would like to see you be uh tiger mass five if we're get if we got anybody to pick from that would be awesome you know but uh who knows with master water i'm just confused because of the whole w tiger mass w thing yeah that's gonna haunt you forever <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we go our second match we've got the evil dicks they're back together versus ishii and yo I saw this match and I was like, oh, can't it be Show and Ishii? Because that's kind of like a, a, a dream team for me. Uh, that would be awesome, but we don't get it. No, that's okay. I'll live. It's fine. 
But I thought it was great fun. I, I like this mostly because of Ishii's chemistry with Evil and Dick Togo. So I think this feud's going to be really super cool. Uh, if it's a way to get... See, and Ishii doesn't even need to win the feud. Like He's already... He's got a title. He's fine. So if this is a vehicle for Evil to get a, a pretty big win and you know put him back on a, on, a, on that kind of tra- trajectory, I'm all for it. But there's this one thing, it's either tonight or tomorrow night, the commentators are just like, Evil doesn't need Dick Togo. And I'm like, well, in real life, yeah, that's almost definitely true. But in storyline, <laughs> uh, for what for Dick Togo, like, he might not have been the world heavyweight champ and intercontinental champ at the same time. So if I was Evil, I'd keep Dick Togo around too. Also, Dick Togo's awesome. But yeah, uh, one thing Yo did really awesome in this match too is he did this, uh, did a Falcon Arrow on Evil, which looked pretty good. And there's a gnarly German, which I pronounced Getman for some reason. I don't do spelling mistakes that often anymore, but there's there's one there. Yeah, she does a gnarly German on Evil. And then there's a, they usually just used to, they used to call it just the Scorpion, Scorpion Deathlock. But now they've uh, given it the the evil name of the Darkness Scorpion, which is, you know, same as Stinger's Scorpion Deathlock. He puts that on uh, Yo, while Dick Togo puts a cross face on Ishii, and then they beat the shit out of Chaos after the match. I'm into this feud. Yes, please. Yeah, as you should. Beat up Chaos after the match, and before the match, and yep. during the match. Fuck Chaos. Yep. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that German suplex you mentioned, yeah, evil went up. Big for that. He got hops in that one. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, this match is fine. I don't have much to say about it except for Dick Togo is like one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, and I want him in the in the best of Super Juniors so bad. Yeah. Yes, please, please, please. Man, I'm I'm really scared that there's going to be there's only going to be one block. Stop. And all right. Oh, speaking of the best of Super Juniors. This is probably the same way I brought it up last time. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to a junior that you and I both like, uh, Mr. Bandito, for becoming the Ring of Honor champion. Uh, yeah. we're, we're pretty high on him. We loved his uh, best of super junior stuff from a couple years back. And, yeah, he's now the Ring of Honor champ. Good on him. He's also PWG champion, and they're returning soon, so that's cool. Um, and uh, I think this weekend, I think, and uh, that's pretty cool. But also, Bandito beat Roosh, founding member of Los Ingobernables, along with El Idolo. And, um, you know, and El Idolo, or Andrade, or whatever they're calling him now, he was fucking talking shit to Roosh on, on Twitter. Like, hey, brother, you lost your title. You better fucking step the shit up when you face uh, Kenny Omega. So, um, Roosh is, has a great look. He kind of looks like um, Tamatanga, but he uh, he's not good in wrestling. So, I, that time that he, he tagged with Naito in the World Tag League, I was so mad. I just quit watching the World Tag League. So. <laughs> I didn't know he was the was, ROH champion. For you, for you, it was World Stank League. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> so here we have a. Uh, it's so so good to see a couple of returns. We've got uh, Kenta, El Fantasmo, and Yujiro, uh, who's always there, always there, yeah. never misses a show. 
why are there other wrestlers? I'm like, where's this guy? Where's this guy? And I'm like, why do I never ask where's Yujiro? Because he's always there. And because I'd never ask where Yujiro is. But it is Kenta El Fantasma and Yujiro versus Tanahashi and the Mega Coaches. So we've got a returning Rocky Romero to New Japan Pro Wrestling proper. I've missed both of them. And uh, this is a match that pretty much sets up another feud. Uh, so, yes, please. It's uh, Tanahashi and Kenta. So, Tana wants Kenta at the start. There's no, no, not happening. Kenta's going to make him wait. There's some weird moment between Tana and El Fantasma. I'm not sure what that was about, but uh, then it's uh, El Fantasma and Taguchi admiring each other's t shirts. Uh, they both got new shirts. I really like Taguchi's. I wish it came in black. I don't like wearing white t shirts that much. But uh, it has him on a tarot card and says the fool. It's it, it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, El Fantasma grabs his shirt, uh, Taguchi's shirt, and as Taguchi's about to maybe put on El Fantasmo's, he just chokes. He just chokes Taguchi with him and make him makes him run the ropes a billion times. It's it's hilarious. Kanta gets an ass kicking on Taguchi as well, a literal one, and <clears throat> and the only time this match slows down for me is uh yeah it's when pimpy's in there but the good thing about pimpy being in the ring this time is he eats a high fly flow and uh you know tana gets the win here and then tana and kenty kenty kenta get into a bit of a tussle at the end so yes they're, they're heating those two up i'm i'm all for it what happened after the match is that the the mega coaches are like, yeah, we did a great job, man. See you later, Tanahashi. You can have the ring. And as they're walking to the back, Kenta comes running in the ring and can kills Tanahashi. Also, this match had a lot of Tanahashi running in it, and it was not good. It was very, it was very uh, Tenzon esque, yeah. say. And I don't know if that's him doing that on purpose to try to look older, or if that's just what he looks like when he runs, but. You, you remember Matt Hardy like 10 years ago when his like legs don't work anymore, but he's still wrestling? Yeah. kind of like that a little bit with more upper body. So, um, looks kind of weird. I love Tanahashi. I just want maybe take a break, buddy. You know what I mean? Heal up. Get better. It's not going to... You're, you're fine. I, I know that like he, of everyone... I mean, Yujiro's been there too, of course, but of everyone during this whole pandemic, Tanahashi has, like, carried the flag. You know, he's been, like, the guy on every single show, hasn't missed a goddamn one of them, you know, that I know of, and uh, it's because he sells tickets and people want to see him, and I get it, but, man, give the guy a break, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a, definitely if there's a guy you need during this era of, uh, of New Japan, it's... It's the ace, uh, because uh, it, it, <clears throat> certainly not the next guy, and I, I shit on him quite a bit, even though I respect him so much as a wrestler, but we got show. I'm not talking about show here. we got show and Kazuchika Okada, that's the guy I'm talking about, versus Okan on the cob. You look at this match straight away, and you know what's going down, right? Show's going on tour. Yeah, yep, okay, cool. First time. Uh, yeah. Not so much a Carter in this one, too. So it's mostly show, and I'm okay with that because I really like seeing Bo Russell. So that's good. There's this really great Okada neckbreaker on Cobb, though, because Cobb's a big, beefy dude. It's really hard to... Maybe not as hard to put him up, like, pick him up. Carter's a big, tall, strong guy, but it, maybe to reach around and get your arm around his neck and put the match on, the move on, that's pretty cool. 
Like, Khan's great here. His move set is so different. Like, when he picks you up for a suplex, you don't know which way you're going. Is he landing on his back or his front? What's he going to do here? So uh, I always always like that with uh, Khan's move set. You, you never know quite what to expect. There's almost a deadlift German by show on Cobb, and I know we could do it, but man, we don't get to see it. Dang. But uh, show makes the cardinal mistake of running towards Jeff Cobb and... Tour of the Islands, Jeff Cobb wins. Uh, all the uh, Empire boys win. And then Cobb gets all up in Okada's face and starts going, how's it going, young boy? You're a young boy, aren't you, young boy? Well, you don't like me calling you young boy? Do something about it, bitch. You're a young boy now. That's how I see you. You're nothing. You're shit. And he's saying that's, you know, like the winningest winner of all the winners <laughs> in New Japan. But... Just to see the reaction on Okada's face and uh, Cobb's getting up to him. He's going, you ain't nothing but a young boy to me, pretty much. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So that's a feud I'm a little less excited about because I feel like Cobb's going to lose that one too. And Cobb's had some great big matches this year. He had obviously the awesome match with Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, he can't wrestle himself, with Shingo Takagi. At Wrestle Kingdom, he had the awesome Ibushi match recently, and now he's going to have a match with Okada. Unfortunately, he's lost those two of those matches. <laughs> so I guess there's a reason where why where every single tag match they have, uh, the Empire, it usually ends in a tour of the islands. They want to keep Cobb strong, and I like that. Uh, I like keeping Cobb strong. It means they've got plans for him. Eventually, they're going to pull the trigger on him, and when they do, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, as far as this match goes, Okada doesn't seem very interested, you know. Um, But part of that is him being, you know, kind of coy because he's a little scared of uh, cops, uh, clearly. And um, yeah, but there's a part at the beginning of this match that is just awesome. And uh, basically shows in the ring. He's in there with Cobb. Uh, you know, and he's just been tagged in and he's trying to shoot Cobb into the ropes and he's like, shit, I can't do this. I need Okada. So he gets Okada's help and they shoot him into the ropes together because a guy as little as show can't be shooting a guy as big as Cobb into the ropes because that's fucking, that's bad psychology. So they use good psychology yeah. and it just, you know, highlights the fact that, you know, New Japan pro wrestlers know what they're doing and their matches make sense because of things, little things like that, which I really like. Um, so that was awesome. And also noticed something I've never noticed before. And that was when Ocon wears his, uh, his like genie outfit, he puts his little hat up on the ring post. And I just couldn't take my <laughs> eyes off it. I just saw it sitting there the whole time. I was like, man, that's, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to watch that Mr. Vampire movie. I'll get around to it eventually. But uh, our, our next match here is Lij, all of them uh, versus oh, well, except Hiromu, I guess. But oh, yeah, he's anyway. there though. Versus the date, yeah, he's there. Versus Dangerous Techers, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki, and yeah, I'm like, all right, is this the time for Doki to get a W? Is it, please? Please, but no. Uh, Shingo uh, breaks him in half with this De- Death Valley driver that looks quite gnarly. I was like, oh shit! There's a giant pumping bomber on him too, so he doesn't even need to use his full finishes and stuff. But you know, there's no shame in losing to the champ. 
So I was all right with it in that respect. But uh, yeah, this is a fine match. It's pretty much just setting up for uh, Takers and LIJ for night two. Yes, this was a match that happened. Yeah, it's good, but uh, not much to say about it. Yeah. Uh, But that Def LA driver by Shingo on the Doki was a help. Oh, man, it was awesome. So, yeah, here we go. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, does it suck we had to do this again, Miss Andy? Yes. But now we have to talk about this match again, and it was fucking awesome. So there are some silver linings in this cloud. I love this match. You've got a heel heel shredder, and you've got a face heel El Desperado. This is how... Why is it that New Japan's the best at, like, heel versus heel matches? Like, I don't know. They just... Any other company, I say a heel versus heel, and I'm like, why is this match happening? Why does this work? Well, it always works in New Japan because Ishimori is in the Bullet Club. El Desperado's in Suzuki-Goon. That's how it works, because you've got your people Suzuki-Goon, and you got other people going like, fuck you, I like Bullet Club. That's how it works. You've got that kind of team mentality. So it's really cool. Like, for the first half of this match is a torture session. Like Ishimori is torturing El Desperado's shoulder, even, uh, even manages to hit him with the chair. And El Desperado is not going to take that shit. So it's his turn to get the upper hand for a bit and start torturing Ishimori's legs. And then Ishimori grabs a chair on the outside and Red Shoes is like, no, are you serious? Get out of here. You're not using that chair. So <laughs> El Desperado does the, uh, does the nice thing of going, fuck you, and pushes Red Shoes to the floor and then hits Ishimori with the chair. He's like, yeah, I get hit by a chair. He gets hit by a chair. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Mind you, I think El Desperado would have done it anyway, maybe. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they're fucking each other up. They're buttering each other up for each other's uh, submission hold. Shredders is the uh, bone lock. I, I, I prefer calling it the S-lock, but yeah. And El Desperado, of course, is going for that numero dos move. After that, that kind of back-and-forth submission session... They don't get much rest after that. It's it's pretty action-packed. There's a bloody cross on the railing outside that just fucks El Desperado up. Uh, the match is super cool. There's great counters. It's not as slippy as you think. Like It's very ground-based, but still quite awesome. El Fantasmo tries to interfere, and then you've got a moment that has to be seen to be believed. You've got the face... <laughs> The face comes out, he runs out, takes out El Desperado, sorry, not El Desperado, El Fantasmo, and then just takes him back with a headlock. And it's Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yoshinobu (laughs) Kanemaru, who likes to call himself the heel master, just ran out for a save. Whoa. (laughs) And and not long after that, uh, there's some really cool counters and awesome wrestling and shit and there's two pinche locos by El Desperado onto onto Taiji Ishimori and El Desperado retains. I thought this match was awesome. It's fantastic and um, you know I had predicted that EOP would be a part of this match at some point. I'm really disappointed at how he was involved because he uses a super finisher on Desperado, and it doesn't even work, and that's fucking weird and doesn't make any sense, but whatever. It is what it is. 
Um, I, I really like, you know, especially the second half of this match. I always, like, psych myself out with these, you know, main event New Japan matches where it's starting and it's kind of slow. And I'm like, why is it so slow? Why is it going so slow? And then I realize, oh, shit, this is a New Japan main event and it's going to be 45 minutes and they're going to start out slow. And that's how it works. And you're right. These guys are both softening each other up for their submissions, which, by the way, of any two wrestlers in New Japan... These guys' movesets complement each other almost better than anybody else. And it's because part yeah. of it is because of the submissions that they use can be countered with each other's submission in its in creative ways. And they're so good at doing that. It's also because of these insane, amazing creative counters that happen late in this match that are so impactful and, and fucking dangerous looking. Yet, I mean, just incredible shit. Um, if you don't have time to watch this whole match, watch the second half because some of the coolest counters you'll ever see are in this match. It's fantastic. Hell yeah. I, you know, I, I and, and then, you know, what happened after the match was even, you know, kind of blew me away because part of this, these shows, the, the like theme of these shows was new shit. Hey guys, thanks for sticking with us. It's time to give you some new shit. And so we got a little new shit at the end of this, right? Yeah. Like not only did we get some awesome uh, feuds set up, you know, like we got uh, Kenta and Tana, and we got Okada and Okob, and Okob, according to, you know, because I'm just used to Okan and Cobb. So Okob now is his name, uh, and we've got Ishii and Yo. And I thought after this match, all right, here it is, Hiromu, and what we we got something else instead that made me super fucking amped and excited it comes up on the screen after el desperado uh wins the match it's robbie fucking eagles yes uh he cuts a promo saying hey i'm coming to japan and uh yeah i'm coming for your title motherfucker like i'm next uh, i'll see you at wrestle grand slam and i'm like yay and then I was like, wait, how can he get to the country? Oh, and then then my, my theory is this. My my totally totally total theory that is not backed up by anything is this. Robbie's Robbie's just like, hey, there's a lot of Aussies going to Japan pretty soon for the Olympics, you know, Olympians and stuff, not fans. Uh, and they're all going for gold. Uh, hey, hey Australia, uh, I'm also going for gold in Japan. Uh, and I'm an athlete, so uh, can I go to Japan? Yeah, and unlike uh, the Australian Olympic team, Robbie Eagles is going to actually wrestle in front of fans. So that's <laughs> true. true. Hope he, hopefully, uh, he just jumps in Gino's suitcase, and they both come over. That'd be yeah. great. And Robbie has not been idle uh, during this pandemic, uh, and, and you know, not being able to travel. I saw him at a death match down under show. Uh, he's been wrestling his ass off uh, all across, uh, you know, different places in Australia and stuff. So, you know, if anyone's expecting him to turn up in Japan and have that ring rust, uh, you're wrong. He won't. He will not have that ring rust. He's 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 ready. He, you know. So people might be saying, oh, but he hasn't been wrestling in New Japan. Once you get a title shot, dude, we need fresh people. Yeah. Uh, we need Robbie Eagles. Like. Please, just don't worry about he hasn't wrestled in Japan for over a year. 
No. It's it's so good to have him back. And, you know, he doesn't need need to win the match. I kind of hope he does. But even if he doesn't, they're going to make each other look like a million bucks. And they're going to mess each other's legs up because you've got uh, the Ron Miller special leg submission versus the numero dos. Yeah. I can't wait. I am super, super excited. Yes. Well, and he's on the and, tour, too. So yeah. we're going to see him more than yep. once, you know. So that's good. And hopefully he's sticking around for a while. <clears throat> so, yeah. So well, we'll get a few build up matches beforehand, which means Robbie Eagles will probably pick up a couple wins uh, on the lead up, maybe. So, you know, just to remind everyone hey, this is Robbie Eagles. This is what he can do. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, man, I jumped out of my seat. I. I I just screamed in ple- with pleasure. Yes, Robbie Eagles back in New Japan. Fuck hey man, it's yes. Good to, it's good to have a friend of the show come back. You know, it's very important. You know. Hell yeah! Oh man, we're going for you, Robbie. Uh, well, I am. Uh, Andy's probably still going for our desperate. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> no, I, I Look, just want a good I, match. I think Most... we all secretly want that rematch, don't we? We all secretly want that rematch from late last of year, course, El Desperado yeah, versus Hiromu. So it's no offense to anyone who comes up against El Desperado, but in the back of everyone's mind is, uh, will that rematch happen? Like, that's the story Wrestle Kingdom shit, incredible. though. At this point, that's Wrestle Kingdom that shit. That is Wrestle so. Kingdom shit, yeah. Yeah, that's where you'd have it, wouldn't you? Yep. And then you could have that step like, all right, if I win this time, your mask is off for good or something like that. You can mm-hmm. do all sorts of stuff. Hair versus mask. So, yes. Hair versus mask. That's what it is right there, obviously. You know, yeah. um, that's that's the classic, um, you know, what do they call it? It's called a wager match in, in uh, I'm, Mexico. I'm sure Yano would love to shave uh, Hiromu again. Well, if he, if he, you know, what you got to do is you got to make sure that the hair is dry before you start trying to cut it. You don't want, you know, I mean, yeah. these, these wrestlers, they don't know how to cut people's heads and hair. And uh, I've seen so many hair versus hair matches. And then they go to try to cut the hair and it just doesn't work. Use some scissors first. You know what I mean? Then shave it. I mean, come on, guys. Let's get your shit together. You reckon Brutus the Barber teaches hairdressing as well as wrestling? Or um, Actually, how do you teach wrestling when you've only got two moves? Never mind. He teaches how to. Yeah, that's say a punch and atomic drop. Booty. Well, he has the high knee in the corner too. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he also he teaches people how to say booty, 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 booty man. What's another word for pirate treasure? Oh, I think it's booty, booty. Yeah. Sorry, that's a Beastie Boys thing. But yeah, uh, let's do it. Night two off summer struggle in Sapporo again. And we've, we start off with uh, Yu Uramura and Sho versus El Desperado and the face run inera Yoshinobu Kanemaru. <laughs> uh, El, El Desperado is bandaged up and he takes this match pretty easy, deservedly so. He's pretty banged up from the night before. So Kanemaru takes the reins. It's really fun stuff. And this is another one of those instances where I noticed that, like Shingo, Sho goes hard. Always. Doesn't matter the match or... or the stakes show show always goes friggin' hundred percent, which is something I always like. I wish his booking was a little stronger, but yeah, it is what it is. But uh, it's a fine match, and Katamaro pins Yuya Uramura. Yeah, the only you know in the Wado match versus Yuya, he blocked the double arm suplex with his leg. And Kanemaru did that in this match, too, but he was like, ah, I'm going to kill you for doing that, and then that's how he gets the win. So, Yeah. How dare you try to well, double-arm suplex me? Right. 
That's right. I don't take that from Master Wato. I'm certainly not taking that from you, you, you. <laughs> and th this next match, oh man, this is so much fun, and I really, really enjoyed the ending to this. We've got Evil El Phantasmo and Shredder. Shredder also takes a bit of a backseat in this match, taking it easy because yeah, he's a bit beat up from last night too. And uh, so is three versus the Mega Coaches and Ishi. Hmm. El Phantasma at one point spits at Ishii, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, don't do that, because Naito will be spitting on everyone in, like, no time at all. <laughs> or not only that, like, I, I'm pretty sure Yoshio saw that backstage and was like, what the fuck, I've had to here. Can't spit it on anyone. Nice. Like, get out of here. But, yeah, ELP does something that's really cool. <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the way that... RVD used to do the frog splash, you know, with the, the arms between his legs and throws them up to extend his body, then lands like uh, frog splash style. Well, El Fantasmo does that, but then lands on his feet and does a back rake. So that is technically <laughs> a five star back rake. <laughs> so there you go. Ishii gets better in El Fantasmo. He just goes to beat up uh, Evil and Dick Togo. <laughs> That's all he wants. And then uh, Rocky Romero does something that makes me extremely giddy. He pins El Fantasmo. And we've been begging for fresh junior tag matches for ages. Because it's, <clears throat> it's always been someone's either the double champ or going to be the double champ again. And, it's, and they've always had the junior title <clears throat> and those tag titles kind of intertwined for ages and it's been really bugging me and they give me what i want a fresh match up here because straight after the match the mega coaches get on the mic and call their shot and they're just like fuck you was one uh yeah match we want your titles and i don't even care if they win or not i just want to see this match it's going to be action-packed and stupid and i can't wait for it it's going to be awesome oh yeah i mean they're going to be raking um, Taguchi's butt. Butt I mean, rakes. That's, that's yeah. definitely going to be happening. And uh, remember when Dookie used to kept trying to shove his pole up his butt? <laughs> Shit, that was amazing. I love that. It's Every time he does that, I was like, are you supposed to be doing that? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. No. That's where it goes. So, um, uh, it was the timekeeper's birthday today, so he gets destroyed, of course, by evil after, like, uh, Bullet yeah. Club is like, hey, we love you, and then they just kill him. Um, I'm so happy to see Rocky Romero back. He's one of my favorite guys, and I, you know, he's probably, I guess he's the first, like, New Japan-type like type dude that I ever saw live. I saw him and Carl Anderson tag together years ago, and, uh, you know, at a local show, and that was a lot of fun. I love Rocky. Uh, he's tremendous, and... Uh, you know, him and Taguchi are a great team, and they're on the same page, thank goodness, you know, because, you know, mega coaches. Yeah. I mean, I like oh, it. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, I was just like, this is even better than I was thinking of, because I, I just thought, I don't know, Rocky maybe is a bit too entrenched over at uh, Strong, building that up and stuff that we won't see him in Japan for a while. And I, I, we were spitballing ideas for tag teams, and we said, like, way to the ass masters or something, you know, Taguchi, Wato, what? I like this better. No offense, Wato, sorry. Uh, Mega Coaches <laughs> versus El Fantasmo and Shredder is going to be super fun. And you and I, 
uh, probably going to review that match like it's a five-star classic. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You know, well, us, it probably will be. Yeah, we love that shit. <laughs> it's awesome, you know. And, and as, as Ian had said, I don't think it's a portal. You know, he said, you know, last week he said that Kojima just ran across the ocean with his arm out, you know, to lariat the, the country of the United States. And uh, I think that uh, what happened was that Rocky Romero just learned that trick and just said, forever, and ran across the ocean. That's what I think. Yeah. In fact, whilst Mr. Bread was running from America to Japan over the ocean, uh, Rocky had already done it like five or six times. Yeah, just it's true. back and forth. <laughs> Every time he passed uh, Mr. Bread, he'd be like, on your left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Tanahashi, he can't even, I mean, he can barely run, so he just gets wet. <clears throat> he, it's like that guy in yeah. the, in the uh, Monty Python sketch we were talking about that tries to jump the, or <laughs> the English channels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Except I don't see him trying to eat castles or anything, but... We, here we go. We've got, uh, speaking of Tanahashi, we've got Tanahashi and Yoda Suji versus Yujiro uh, and Kenta. Yeah, so Yujiro uh, wins always hurt my soul. And uh, Yoda comes close, but, you know, no. And <clears throat> I just want to point out here, Miss Dandy, that I have seen Yoda Suja, Yoda Suja, Yoda Suji have amazing matches recently with the likes of Tanahashi, Suzuki, Tai Chi. Abushi, you know, uh, um, Zack Saber Jr., all these kind of guys. I don't know if he, uh, I can't remember which ones he wrestled and didn't, and which ones Yumura wrestled and did it. But it doesn't matter. He's been wrestling top stars in New Japan, which is my point. And they've all been fluid, smooth, really cool matches. You put Suji up here with with uh, Mister Slop Slop. That's Yujiro, and. <laughs> Yeah, there's some sloppy reversals here. And I'm not sitting there going, oh, man, Yoda, come on, man, you had all these bangers and you fucked up. No, I'm going, Yujiro, you fucked it up, idiot. Yoda is not sloppy. I've seen him work his ass off. You, my friend, you are the man who is the slop. So, yeah, I was not a fan of Yujiro in this match. Actually, when I am I, but uh, that's okay. Uh, The Kenta Tanner stuff is super fun. Uh, there's also that part at the start of the match where, you know, can it, uh, can't, uh, Tanahashi likes to open his, uh, robe outfit thing and go, abs, cheer me. Well, uh, Kenta wouldn't let him do that. So, uh, what a bastard. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tanahashi did the old Tanahashi thing in this match where he just gets knocked off the apron over and over again and like finally gets yeah. in at the very end. But, um, we did get a running Hurricane Rana from um, Suji that was fucking awesome. And, um, yeah, it was. I understand what you're saying about Pimpy. I get it. You know, um, he sucks. I think that, you know, we need a gimmick switch here. And, and that is that he needs to absorb the Master Heater's um, gimmick and the, that he doesn't care. And so Giotto needs to start caring. And what will happen is, is the Pimpy, because, I mean, I would love it if Pimpy would just walk up to the camera and say, I don't care, man. It doesn't matter to me. I'd be like, okay, I kind of like him all of a sudden because he certainly does not care. Yeah. In fact, I might even be like, oh, who's this guy? If he just comes out in something other than plastic jorts. (laughs) (sighs) And that pimp hat that's seen better days. Like how, I know pimping ain't easy, 
But come on, man. Get yourself a hat. Come on. Yeah, buy yourself a new pimp hat. Jeez. All right. Well, you know, no one's, I guess, even prostitution's down during uh, COVID, I guess. Oh, not for long I in Japan. No the Olympics true. is coming. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking everywhere. It's just not any fans. Sorry, fans, if you were looking to get some. but They can't go to the show. That doesn't mean they can't do some fucking. That is... <laughs> true words to live oh, by fuck. <laughs> yeah that's true all right <laughs> here we go we've got okada and yo versus okada on the cob and yo must have been jealous because uh his tag team partner got to go on a tour of the island so uh yeah that's gonna happen again tonight so uh yo's gonna pack yo packed his bags he's gonna just arrive a day late but yes, Joe does most of the work here, which means uh, getting his fucking ass kicked by Cobb and Okan. And yeah, Okada is Okada, but he does something that really, something happens that makes me go, oh, oh, this is good. All right, I'm here for this. It, like, he, he struggles to to put the net breaker on the night before. It's a little tougher to put the uh, money clip on, thank goodness, because big, thick arms and you know, big thick neck, shoulder, shoulders and stuff by Jeff Cobb. So you can't really get that move on him properly. So, you know, there's there's that that they're kind of teasing. And then there's also, like, Okada goes to one of his signature drop kicks. Yeah, spin cycle, bang. Uh, what the fuck? You even uh, posted a little uh, gif of that, and it looks absolutely amazing. So... I want to see Cobb smash the shit out of Okada. That would make me really happy. And then uh, just as a surprise, nah, I'm only joking. Tour of the Islands on you. <laughs> so there's this thing um, a friend of mine, uh, you know, told me a long time ago, and I think it's very true, and that is that cool moves matter um, in pro wrestling. And Cobb and mm-hmm. Ocon are doing cool moves right and left. They're bringing it. And it's interesting because, you know, the, the traditional dynamic of pro wrestling is your your good guy does all the cool shit and the bad guy tries to stop him from doing that. And this is the uh, the reverse of that, you know, and Okada's going to be slapping on the money clip during this match and we're all going to be pissed because he's going to be keeping Okada from doing cool shit to him. And I find that interesting. Also, um, I just, you know, that that move that you were describing about how you know, here comes Okada with his big drop kick that usually is the game changer. You know, it's the it's the dragon screw for Tanahashi, and you know, it, it's it's mm. the 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 dragon suplex for Kenny Omega. You know, it's the, it's that that transitional move that changes the uh, the dynamic of the match, and and it's very telling that that is the move that Cobb just fucking shrugs off by catching him and just chucking him across the ring. <laughs> that shit is Dude, it was awesome. Insane. And that tells Hell me yeah. that tells me that Okada is in on this feud a little bit, you know, um, whether you know he's acting like it or not. And part of yeah. his part of his like uh, you know perceived laziness in these matches is that he's scared. He spends a good chunk of this match on the outside, just looking in the ring, like ah, not gonna get in there, you know. <laughs> it's great. Yep. And uh, of course, uh, Cobb wins and does his young boy shit on Okada. So yeah. Night one, 
Oh, okay, I guess they're going to have a feud. Night two. All right, cool. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see Jeff Cobb throw him around. This is going to be cool. So, yeah, it's a uh, one move can kind of like change, change your opinion on stuff. And yeah, that was it. All right. So next is a special singles match because it was supposed to be Wato and Abushi right here versus Shingo. Uh, I don't know who Shingo was going to tag with. Probably Bushi. And uh, so that's not happening. So we got a special singles match instead. It's Master Wato versus Shingo. <laughs> and and we this is where you definitely see the difference now of heavy Shingo as opposed to how he was wrestling uh, more of a junior style. Not Maybe not necessarily a junior style, but he was giving junior ju- his junior opponents, because he was one, a bit more of a back and forth. Uh, he's not going to do that quite so much when he's a heavyweight champion. He does in this. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that he started as a junior now when you see how he's he's doing right now. He just he just beats the shit out of Wato pretty much. Wato tries to get in some offense, but just Shingo shuts his ass down, which is awesome. But I think the big moment for this match, and I think this would have been in the tag match had it happened, because then you would have seen, like, maybe... Uh, Abushi's reaction to it, but there's a submission hold that Shingo introduces. Uh, some kind of uh, oh, you, you told me what it was last time. I messed I messed it up. I couldn't. I didn't realize he hooked the leg, but it was this gnarly looking STF. So he's adding a submission to his repertoire. I I like it. It looked quite gnarly, and uh, you know, last of the dragon, Shingo wins. Yes, and uh, that STF, he, like, rolled him over. It was weird and mm. very evil-looking, and I like that. Um, I heard that Watto... Um, so, like, this whole thing with him tagging with Ibushi was supposed to, like, put over the fact that he's training with Ibushi now. And so he's, like, learning from, you know, yeah. this other master instead of Tenzon. And uh, supposedly Watto has quit working at Three Dead's gym. He just didn't show up anymore because now he's hanging out with Ibushi, and he's been training with him. And Tenzon is acting all pissed, like, oh, fuck, Watto, I can't believe he sh- didn't show up. But but he's actually relieved because he doesn't like Watto. He, I mean, he has to support him, as we've heard him say many times, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, maybe Hanma has to make the coffee now or, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I thought Watto got a lot of shit in on this match. I saw a little differently than you did. Um, you know, he hit tens on tombstone and, you know, went for the RPP and missed, but I mean, yeah, he, he did. Me, yeah. He got yeah, some shit right. in and, uh, and Shingo sold for him, but not like I'm going to lose selling or I could lose selling more like, Oh, that kind of hurt respect. Now you die. That's kind of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess that's how I meant it. Like, um, yeah. So it's not one sided, but Shingo, won't sell for Wato like he might have uh, when he was a junior, that's for sure. Yes, sir. That's right. All right, here we go. Our main event, and even before the match starts, I get red flags. I get uh, the commentary team of Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton, who I quite like, so I'm not shitting on them, but every now and again, English commentary will say stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, title change, fuck. And so they say, I think it's uh, it's Taichi's hometown. I'm like, oh, fuck. So that's it. It's a red flag right there. And another one is them saying, and 
I didn't realize this either. I don't think anyone, uh, maybe some people did, but I definitely hadn't noticed that apparently Naito and Sonata had won their last 14 out of 15 tag matches together. And that immediately made me think, oh, okay, shit. We're getting new champions tonight. And, and uh, you know, not even Miho, Miho Abe coming out made me think any different. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It's look, it's a great. It's just like every time I want Sonata to lose, he fucking wins every time. <laughs> uh, like, and look, it, before I even talk about the match, it makes sense with Shingo being the heavyweight champion. Well, Naito can't really go for that now. So you've got to have something for Naito to do. And you can't have him go for the IC title because there isn't fucking... So what else do you do? Well, have him team up with Sonata, call it a dream team, which I guess it kind of is, and have him have, a, have him have a run with the tag titles. It, In that respect, it makes sense to me. But, you know... I really love the Dangerous Techers and would have loved to have seen them have gold for longer. I know they've had it for a while off and on, but I wanted more because I really love the Dangerous Techers. But yeah, uh, here we go. Dangerous Techers, Naito and Sonata. And it's it's a, it's freaking awesome. They have me believing, like, have me believing that the champs will retain. It's... It's everything you kind of want in a tag match. Uh, and I am going to turn out to be a dirty big liar because this was the paragraph I accidentally deleted before I was just like, wait a minute, I might need my notes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to look like a big dum-dum now. All right, so save me, Mr. Andy, save me. Well, I, you know, I don't know how to save you. I just, I thought this match was really fun. Um, you know... It, when we we had Dookie out with uh with um the Techers too, and uh, also mm-hmm. Miho Abi, which is very good to see her. I mean, she is an emotional wreck during this matches, and and I am her as well. And uh, you know, I I just I think that she's the only person who truly appreciates the Holy Emperor. You know, uh, we all think that we do, but I don't know. It's mind games the match. That's what this match is. Um, You know, it's just all the mind games and the silly shit that you would expect from these guys. There's some great wrestling in it, of course. All four guys are involved in a, I would say, two-thirds or more of the match, which is fucking great because that's hard to do and something that I really, really shit on multi-man matches for not doing. Uh, So that was great. Uh, Late in the match, we get this long, like, double submission from the Techers. And the stuff between Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. in particular is awesome. Destino on Zack for the win, and LIJ celebrate in force. Yep. So, uh, there is that. Yeah, it, it, look, it's awesome stuff. I wish it went the other way, but I understand the need, why, the, why they're going in this direction. So, That'll lead us to some of our news, Mr. Andy. Yes, sir. Which will be uh, for Wrestle Grand Slam. I don't know why I keep forgetting the name of that. So, all right. So everyone probably knows what the card is for Wrestle Grand Slam. But, uh, hey, we're going to cover it because that's what we do. 
there's some good matches leading up to wrestle the wrestle grand slam show uh, and uh, here's some matches that are going to happen on July 25th. We've got, of course, Shingo versus Kota Ibushi for the World Heavyweight title. We've got a rematch, and Naito and Sonata versus the Dangerous Techers. In fact, on the lead-up to that show, we're going to see a single, special singles matches, and I like this current trend that they're doing of having doing it like this just to keep things a bit fresh and not seem a bit... Uh, relentless with the tag stuff so uh, we're, we're going to have tai chi versus sonata and then we're going to have zack saber jr versus naito in the in uh, i think either the night before or in the nights leading up to wrestle grand slam i'm all for that we will have at wrestle grand slam jeff cobb versus kazuchiko Okada, and i don't know i know i've been down on Okada, but i think this is going to be a complete banger so uh yeah yeah uh jeff cobb's going to beat a good match out of him. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. So, so we're going to have Robbie fucking Eagles versus El Desperado for the junior title. Hell yes. And then to finish off that card uh, for Wrestle Grand Slam, we've got the junior tag title match, uh, Beavis and Budhead versus uh, the Mega Coaches. So that's go- that, that, that right there. Awesome card. Super fun. Fantastic card. So it doesn't have Evil versus Ishii. So I'm going to assume that's happening beforehand, Mr. Andy? I think so. Also, Kenta versus uh, versus Tanahashi will be on one of the other shows, I think, the night before. So they're kind of splitting this super card into two nights, uh, sort of. One's going to be in the Dome, though. So obviously yeah. that will be the more uh, you know heavily... Uh, booked one um, but yeah I'm excited for the future here and I find it very interesting how New Japan has gone from their normal routine which is having tag matches to set up the singles matches and now they're wow. doing, doing the opposite they're doing uh, singles matches to set up tag matches which is interesting I don't want that to always be the case but it's interesting that they're mixing it up now they're trying with a, li- a very limited roster they're doing everything they can to to make this you know, different, and I appreciate that. I do too, and I'm glad. Just another little bit of silver lining from having to re-record is we've got more information on the Rambo. In fact, there's a poll underway now. Uh, if you want handcuffs or blindfolds, <laughs> uh, and I don't know how Mr. Andy's going to vote on his own account, but I was a complete douchebag, and on our joint Never Open It pod account, I voted blindfolds. Yeah. And I did the same with my account. Apparently, handcuffs is winning by a large margin. So, uh, yeah. So here, here are the things with hand, with handcuffs, as well as pinfalls, submissions, or over the top rope eliminations. Wrestlers can be eliminated if handcuffed to the ropes or railings. <laughs> Handcuff wrestlers must remain trapped for the remainder of the match. Cool. Uh, and then here's the New Japan Rambo with blindfolds. I'm, dude. They didn't even have to do a poll for a freaking battle royal you could just have the battle royal and it's fine but nope we're gonna do this king of pro wrestling style motherfuckers <laughs> i love and, i absolutely love the spot where a bad guy goes to handcuff someone in the corner there's all kinds of like you can't see what's happening and it turns out he's handcuffed himself to the ropes that is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> i love that I'm going to expect that spot at least Absolutely. once. Absolutely, it has to happen. If yes. handcuffs wins. But yeah, if it's blindfolds, as well as pinfalls, submissions, 
or over-the-top rope eliminations, wrestlers can be eliminated if blindfolded. So, yeah, I just read the steps for both matches, and, I, yeah, in hindsight, handcuffs does sound better, but in my defense, I just remembered how cool Evil versus Yano with blindfolds it was. was. hilarious, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there is all of the, the news. I expect some more news to come up. Uh, maybe about 10 seconds after you've put this episode up, Mr. Oh, Andy. we waited long enough. We got all the fucking news, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there's any more news, just go fuck itself, really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not all the wrestling that we plan on covering on this show. What we do every week is we will recommend each other a match from New Japan Pro Wrestling's history. And... Uh, I think uh, we we chose two completely different matches, but two really fucking cool ones too. Do you want to go first with yours? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we actually did hear from one of the wrestlers in this match, which I'll tell you about here in a second. But uh, my match for this week was from New Beginning, twenty eighteen, on the sixth of January. Uh, Tiger Hattori is uh, is the referee, and it is the Elite. Um, which is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Show, Yo, and Cheeseburger. And uh, if you don't know who Cheeseburger yeah. is, he is a Ring of Honor wrestler um, that's been around a long time, and he is itty-bitty. He is, like, so small. And um, he's hilarious. And this match is so full. I mean, it's just one of these amazing... Kenny Omega, uh, Young Bucks tag matches. If you have never seen these before, these just fun tag matches they used to do, um, they're just so fucking great. And I had completely forgotten about the uh, Jackson back injury story. I don't know the difference between the two Young Bucks, but um, the thing. I don't either. Right, so it's been one, years, and I still can't tell them apart. So the one, um, you know, has a back injury, and Yo also has a back injury. So they do a whole sequence where they they try to hit the ropes, and all oh, their back hurts. And you know, and they try to do a move, all oh, their back hurts, and the crowd is insane, and they're so into this. And at one point, like the young bucks start doing their shit a little bit, and and the one dude hits the uh, the blockbuster, but when he hits the blockbuster, the crowd goes, oh, but not because he hit a move, because he landed on his back, <laughs> and they're all like, oh. Yeah. It's, it's the whole match is shit like that it's fucking great what'd you think of this oh man there's some funny stuff at the start too because yo's also got a sore back it was showing yo versus the young bucks the night before at wrestle kingdom this is that new year's dash that year and they're back yo and one of the jacksons jackson brothers have a bad back so they're trying to do moves on each other the one of the the, the buck uh, runs the ropes and as soon as he bounces off the ropes, he stops. He's like, ah, 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 my back. It's kind of hilarious shit here. You've got uh, Cheeseburger doing machine gun chops on all three members of the elite, which <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Kenny's a bit bandaged up and shit too, so uh, he got beat up by Chris Jericho the night before. Uh, it was over the uh, United States title, so that's how long ago it was. Uh, wow. So yeah, it's it's super fun, fun stuff. And then you've got uh, right near the edge, Cheeseburger goes for a crossbody on all three of the elite, but they catch him like easily, even with bare backs and stuff. He's so light that they just catch him. It's just like, um, was that supposed to hurt us? Uh, then they do some kind of fatality move on him, and yeah, 
the elite win. And it was uh, <laughs> had a had a big smile on my face the whole time. It was it was awesome. Now I mentioned we heard from Cheeseburger because I tweeted that we were talking about this match, and he said that it was a you know it was a treat to be in the ring with three of the best wrestlers in the world, and I guess he was talking about the elite. Uh, you know, because they're the ones that run a company, not not show, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, that was great. It's shocking to me that we got um, we were talking about cheeseburgers and no one interrupted us. You know, but I mean, these things happen. You know, I, I just figured oh, know, somebody might have something to right. say about cheeseburgers. I don't know. <laughs> maybe instead, maybe instead of uh, interrupting, we should just feel this emotion. Shame. I don't feel that same way about the match we're about to talk about. I feel like it was really awesome. And it is the match I recommended. It's the end of this whole mini junior run that I kind of discovered on accident a few weeks ago on the podcast. It's uh, this uh, junior title run that uh, Naomichi Marafuji had. So not all of the matches but I have been covering the matches that have been. So we have seen him get the title against Tiger Mask, and we saw him defeat Ryusuke Taguchi, and I just get the idea that the uh, New Japan fans are getting increasingly mad that this uh, Noah guy keeps fucking winning. And now uh, we have uh, Naomichi Marafuji versus Prince Devitt. And uh, what do you think of this, Andy? Because I, I loved it. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't get much better than this as far as a, a juniors match. Um, Marifuji, you know, saying he's smooth, that doesn't, that's not, that word doesn't cover it. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, saying that like a gourmet meal is tastes good. You know what I mean? Like, of course it tastes good. You know, the, this dude is like on the next level of pro wrestling that you've never seen before. It is incredible. And of course, Prince David is amazing. So, you know, they do this chain wrestling at the beginning of the match that is as good as it gets. It doesn't get any better than this when it comes to this type of chain wrestling. And Marifuji targets uh, Prince David's leg um, and heals it's it awesome, up. It's awesome, yeah. Now, we've talked about this many times on the show about how if you want to suck at being a heel, be boring during the heat section. And just rely on the baby face to get the crowd behind him. That's it, right? If you want to suck, uh, that's how you can do it. I mean, that's just Western Wrestling 101. But in this match, and in many uh, New Japan matches, of course, during this heat spots, um, fucking Marifuji keeps pulling out all these different, you know, uh, these these different submissions that you've never seen before. And then he pulls out another one that you've never seen before. And it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just over and over again. It's insane. And that's kind of just the beginning and then it gets fucking crazy. I can't describe to you all the spots. It's insane. It's magical. It's amazing. The crowd is on fire. Um, the finish makes my head explode because I don't even... Like, it's kayfabe shattering, but in a way that's just like, I don't care. It's fucking awesome. Where they both are on the top rope, like, kind of, like, on the uh, each standing on either side of a turnbuckle, and they kind of bounce together and jump into the air, and Prince Devitt hits, like, a super-duper DDT and just kills Marifuji and wins. And the crowd goes crazy. It's unreal, man. This match is one you got to watch. It is unreal. Dude. 
Marafuji is not just talented with his legs in terms of just kicking people in the face or doing like insane long range drop kicks. He's talented, like he's putting all these submission moves on, but, but most of the time, like he he uses his hands to position things quite well. But most of these submission holds are just using his legs on Devitt's legs. So his legs, like when people say this guy's got educated feet and stuff, most of the time what they mean is this guy's going to kick the shit out of you, right? Well, that's true with Marafuji's case as well, but he's he can do everything kind of with his legs. Just tie his hands behind his back. I don't think he fucking needs those motherfucking things. <laughs> and, yeah, he's twisting him up with his legs. It was awesome, uh, especially since you're right. Like, it's not rest hold city. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're boring-ass rest holds. It feels like, all right, I've done this move for for a little bit. Yep, boring. Now I'm going to switch to this move. All right, this is boring. Now I'll switch to this move. And he just keeps it going, and he keeps this kind of, you know, looking out at the crowd, and they're booing him and shit. It's awesome. They they both hit their finishes on each other as well. It, this match is nuts. It's it's a gem. All these Marafuji matches with in, in this junior run are fantastic. If you haven't seen any of them, and you've just heard us talk about them, oh, go go watch any of them. They're all they're all great fun. This is might be my favorite of the bunch though. Yeah, I think so. I think sure. me too. Yeah, I think it was. This is a fantastic match. I mean, it's just it's it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, I don't know how you can get better than this. It's amazing. Uh. Now, you guessed as to the reason I chose this match pretty quick last time I mentioned it to you. So, uh, you know, you've probably had time to think about it now. It's like, oh, yeah, it's that match. It took me a while to find the damn thing that I did. It happened in Wrestling Dontaku 2011, May the 3rd. So uh, just over 10 years ago now. It, it features Togi Makabe versus Satoshi Kojima. And... Uh, there's a reason I've chosen this match. Uh, a lot of you listening might be able to guess pretty easily as well why I've chosen it. I probably should have chosen this around uh, the time of, well, May, really. But I didn't. I'm doing it now. And uh, tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never promised that we would, like, you know, oh, this is going to be around the same time that it actually happened. If that ever happens, it's a fucking coincidence. But, um yeah well that'll be fun i'm excited for that i have a an inkling of what that's all about and um my match recommend um i was very impressed with ishimori this week um you know and i wanted to see some young ishimori so i remembered a match from a long time ago and this is uh this is confusing but it's from the super j cup show on 2016 uh august 21st and uh it's in tokyo at some coliseum and um it's a Super J Cup Finals, but this is not a Super J Cup match. It's a GHC Junior Tag Team Championship match, all right, from NOAA. And this is, um, I'm going to butcher these names, but we have uh, Daisuke uh, Hiraru and Atsushi Katagi versus Taiji Ishimori in ACH. And um, I've seen this. It's fucking insanity right out of the gate i mean like it's like i mean dudes are jumping off shit immediately it's very flippy and it's a good time so i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with that um so that's good stuff wow so uh i think uh yours you've got the match quality match this time around and i've got the uh more uh just slice of old new japan history Story, i guess yeah 
Yeah, for story. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be some really cool stuff. Uh, I had some other Kojima matches that I was going through when I was like, wait, if I'm going to choose this match from this year, what about when the actual moment happens? Is like, is that available on World? Yes, it is. Oh, here it is. So, yes, uh, we have our recommends and all that. Now, uh, just want to. And I'm just going to finish off by saying Robot Overlords can suck my very human wiener. Uh, and uh, everybody listening, don't worry, I'm not going to make you do that. I'm going to say thank you for your time and your patience. Uh, we're doing the best we can. And uh, yeah, in uh, who, 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 who we trust now? Fuck this. Uh, in, in Mr. Bread, we trust. Let's do that. Shame.